0: Alright, we just uh lucky.
1: On the count of three, you will say our score simultaneously. One, One two, three, three nine. seven. I just wanna say that I just had to say an arbitrary number because I don't even know how I feel right now. <laughs> I honestly I just, was like, I don't even know what to say. I had
0: a feeling you'd feel like that.
1: Ugh. I haven't Start even started that car. the car. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure that this is uh, a death anxiety trigger for you.
1: Boy, big time.
0: So I would say the major theme in this movie was um, how do we deal when we're face-to-face with death? And Jill doesn't really have a good answer for that. And so when she watches art about it, it causes all kinds of feelings.
1: Yep. I know, it's like my biggest fear is, like right now I say, this is how I quell my anxiety about this topic, is I say, well, I'm just 33 years old, (laughs) and I have many, hopefully, many years to go before Mm -hmm. I have to actually be face to face with this reality, and I just need to trust that life is going to get me to a better place Mm -hmm. by the time I am that age. So the fact that this movie was about someone who is at that age and terrified, (laughs) I was like, this is not, this is not doing well for me. Uh, I'm like, I'm, it's like hard for me to talk about. I'm getting emotional. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, not like anxiety wise, but. Yeah. Yeah. I get choked up about it. Yeah. But all that to say, I, I really loved it. And there were, you know, I, I I laughed, I cried multiple times. Mm hmm. And to be honest I wasn't even sure why I was crying. <laughs> Usually I was Yeah, like, yeah. you crying, crying during the yeah. uh,
0: the mariachi scene. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was just his like ability to choose to you know I think like basically kind of the where he ends up at the end of this. Mm-hmm. He chooses to kind of smile mm-hmm. instead of be dark and grim.
0: Yeah. I want to say that he was a Christ figure. Um, I first started thinking about it when he jokingly goes into the bar at the end and says one of you will betray me. Oh yeah. But it's, again it's a joke, it's just a passing comment. But there's a lot of passing comments in the movie that are um, indicative of a metaphor or some kind of symbol that we're supposed to be tracking with. So I I was, my senses were alert for that. Um, and so I thought back on the last several scenes and that um him singing at the uh fiesta yeah I saw that as sort of um one of Jesus's uh sermons like from a boat or something like Mm. he's just talking to people assembled and they're just listening because he's saying new things and so in in the movie he's like a white guy at a Mexican party right (laughs) and he's just he's kind of an anomaly right so that's just one example but you know, I, so more more thematically, Jesus uh, knew he was going to die, and he was not happy about that. There's plenty of quotes of him being—I don't know—frightened is the right word, but he certainly he certainly questioned God, saying, "Is there another way?"
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: even mm-hmm. up to the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, on the cross, he ultimately you know gave up his control and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and and was able to share his mercy with someone right beside him so yeah but um yeah it it kind of reminds me of that like Jesus in his final days
1: and it's kind of like you know they they explore a lot of is it better to just keep living like this you know Mm -hmm. being relatively healthy even though your body is failing yeah you know you're still doing okay how long is that gonna go yeah. you know how long are you gonna go doing this is that better than mm. you know just accepting this end or is yeah. it better to end things is it better when things end I don't know. so yeah I love talking about this stuff <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think One of my favorite, uh, you know, there's always a moment where something changes for a character in a movie. They kind of make a decision or turning point. And I thought this was one of the best I've ever seen where the uh, coffee machine or coffee maker Mm -hmm. that's been flashing 12 o'clock because, Mm -hmm. you know, power went out and he just never bothered to reset the time. That's a recurring image. And his turning point was, you know, I'm gonna set this time correctly. Mm -hmm. kind of uh, I'm no longer just gonna
1: like accepting that sleep
0: through every day time
1: moves on (laughs)
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna start marking my progress and yeah putting meaning behind things that that wasn't uh, that was just kind of the beginning of him doing that Mm -hmm. I think right after that is when he shows up at the fiesta so but I also like that he first falls when he's kind of looking at that Mm -hmm. flashing 12 o'clock thing
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, it's almost like uh, that little flashing clock is I guess in this movie it's sort of the universe trying to wake him up are you gonna let death just sneak up on you and and you had no idea or or do you want to kind of see it coming and, and as as this movie would say smile mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah I, I appreciate that symbolism but the, the The fall he experiences that leads to his fear of death is the same thing that he kind of takes control over that causes him to have a new outlook.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed David Lynch's delivery of that monologue about the tortoise Mm -hmm. when he's kind of defending why he's giving all of his money (laughs) to the tortoise and it's such an absurd monologue and i think to read that on a page <laughs> would be really silly uh, and and to know that a director would want me to to speaking as an actor if i yeah. was handed that um and and i knew the director wanted me to do that dramatically and earnestly i would i wouldn't know what to do i <laughs> that would be a huge challenge for mm-hmm. me i think um but to see him do it it was so I, I, he did it well, I loved it, and it was really poignant. So of course, it still is. There's still humor yeah. to the whole thing, but you kind of forget about the absurdity of him putting in his will to a tortoise. Yeah, and you're just listening to an older man talk very poignantly about mm-hmm. you know how he views this tortoise, and I you know the imagery of the tortoise carrying his coffin his whole yeah. life, and yeah. yeah, it was a well written monologue, but even more uh, well performed. I think there's he has an earnestness, uh, mm-hmm. David Lynch does, to yeah, his I characters agree. that he gets away with. He's very genuine. Yeah. He can get away with saying a lot of that stuff without us being like, what? That's far-fetched. No one would actually say that.
0: We haven't even mentioned the fact that Harry Dean Stan, the main actor, has passed. That gives a whole new level to the Experience of watching it because yes. it's a movie about death and then this guy is dead um, And it's not like he died a crazy way. I, I don't remember the details. So I imagine mm-hmm. it was barely predictable it's like, just like this movie. Just like, like the
1: movie. Yeah, it's kind of you know,
0: it's it's not a if it's when and uh, so let's in these last days instead of Ignoring these things. Let's, let's decide. Face them. Yeah face them in whatever way <laughs> and that means. And do a
1: feature length
0: film yeah. about them and rod livingston's character him facing it was preparing for the future of his loved ones even though he wouldn't be able to experience the joy of his loved ones prospering because he'd be he'd be dead mm-hmm. as lucky points out but still the mean the mean for him was when i faced my close brush with death all i wanted was to know that you know, my family would, my be, family okay would be okay after okay. I, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, I think that was, for me, that was the most effective uh, of all the um, loaded conversations about death. That was the most effective. Mm-hmm. I also like David Lynch's one about the tortoise. Mm-hmm.
1: I enjoyed the doctor's visit in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, kind of looking to this doctor. You know, he's just had to yeah, scare and he wants, yeah, meaning and answers, and a doctor can't. You know, yeah. and I thought that doctor did a really realistic. Yeah. Um, portrayal of (laughs) a doctor trying to help this lovable but stubborn guy yeah I was of course in the beginning of the movie I was desperately hoping it would not be the movie that it was so to have a movie that's going to be about you know death and nothingness and facing that um, I was not particularly looking forward to that Um, and so I was in the beginning hoping that I was reading into things almost like trying to will the movie in another direction. <laughs> so I was kind of like, ah, okay, so this is going to be a movie about, you know, he's representing, like, America, like, <laughs> the the cowboy, and, you know, America is dying as we know it, and, um, you know, there's so many Spanish um, immigrants who are now, and now it's Juan Wayne, not John Wayne, and, huh. ah, this is just a, a metaphor of, of America changing, and, that sure. I mean, that maybe was there some.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, but that, that
1: certainly wasn't.
0: There's the gay couple.
1: The movie. You know, that was just.
0: No, I think that that's there. That's perceptive. I didn't notice that. There's the gay couple that he.
1: huh.
0: Is like clearly uh, uncomfortable And yeah. then he's also talking about Liberace <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how at first he couldn't really get past mm-hmm. the gay thing, and then.
1: Right. Right. Realize
0: well, he's really talented. I don't know why I'm holding. But I guess I was to-
1: trying to. um like, he is just representing a non-human thing that... You know, like, this is just a very elaborate metaphor.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I think I, I was hoping for that to keep the...
0: the I'm just saying, I think that's the there, too. The person out of it.
1: I think so, yes. But it's not as strong as I was trying to make it. Uh-huh. I think ha- about a third into the movie, I realized I was kind of forcing I see. <laughs> Forcing that on scenes. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. Jill. I, I do think this is... Ultimately, a movie yeah. about a guy facing death.
0: <laughs> well, so. as, as my professor, Rini Kabi, mm-hmm. said, I don't want you to just play it safe and not read into things. Mm-hmm. I want you mm-hmm. to take a risk because it's a lot more interesting to talk about things that you are risking
1: right.
0: not being there than it is to just say, oh, I don't want to presume to yeah. see something that isn't there. Yep,
1: that's a good um, challenge. And Jill
0: and I are on the same page about the idea that. Just because the author or director intended something doesn't mean that an audience can't take something completely uh, new or different away from it and mm-hmm. that that's not just as valid. <laughs> Speaking of audience, <laughs> it was a very small... It was just like If you've been to Cinema Salem, it was the 25-seater screening room. And it was actually sold out, which was cool, for a movie that came out four months ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was... You know, a good mix of age. There's an older man who, towards the later <laughs> half of the movie... Yeah,
1: what did he just say? Started, he
0: just kept talking to the screen. Ugh. And a, this is my living room kind of attitude, which bugs me.
1: And it's one thing to, you know... Because I, ta- I know this bothers David more. I don't mind when people... It's like they're so engrossed in a movie that they're verbally reacting. Because they almost can't help themselves. That's That, to me, is there's something that's um endearing about that uh, or um but this guy was just <laughs> like telling telling the movie to do things yeah. or not he was like don't say anything else yeah. like he was like, <laughs> just things when, like that I when was like,
0: people were asking lucky what uh, what do we do when we're faced when we're facing yeah. nothing oh, right, the at the very
1: very end of the movie
0: <laughs> and uh the guy was coaching harry dean stanton <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> On what no. he should say next. Like, just say just say nothing. Just say nothing. Don't say anything. Thanks, um, guy. And then he just like called it with the tortoise at the end. Oh, did he? Well, he just is like, he sees the tortoise. He sees the tortoise. No, oh,
1: David was one seat closer to him, yeah. so I fortunately could hear him mumbling, but couldn't hear yeah. what he was saying. But it's kind of fun to be in such a tiny theater. Yeah. You're so aware of everyone around you. Yeah. I cried twice in that movie, and there was a woman who was... A little bit louder of a crier and she and I cried at the same time so whatever even though it's weird that I cried at a mariachi band moment (laughs) um and there was another moment too that I can't recall
0: do we know who who he's talking to on the phone no
1: that's another one I was gonna ask you about to me it's a red phone bright red Mm -hmm. phone so again it seems kind of like it's more symbolic than he's actually talking to somebody you know Uh
0: Yeah, the first time he calls the person, only for, like, ten seconds does he actually have his ear to the phone. Yeah. Most of the time, he's just kind of yelling it towards it. Right.
1: So, at that moment, I thought maybe he was calling, like, the newspaper. You know, the person he talks to the most is whoever is in charge of <laughs> making crossword puzzles at the newspaper. Uh-huh. And he, in his desperate moment that one night in the middle of the night when he wakes up, still calls that number because... That's who he yeah. normally calls. Well, Oh, careful, little animal. What, what are is you? That? Is seen a possum?
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> a look at possum? that. I don't think I've seen a possum in these parts.
1: In these parts?
0: Yeah, out on this side of the parts. Mississippi. <laughs> I wonder if the phone was his only outlet before. You know, the people in town were just kind of his routine. Mm-hmm. And he would just sort of bounce off them and ways that made his life feel like he was passing time but the person he would only he would really confide in was his phone person
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and when they stopped responding he had to actually you know like when the woman comes by he's like how do you know where I live Mm
1: -hmm.
0: she's like everyone knows where you live I mean don't you know where I live
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but he kind of never wanted to get in people's business and he realizes that uh, in his moment of fear and darkness he has to reach out to these people that he kind of kept at arm's length, or, yeah. or kept in this kind of familiar, comfortable level. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I appreciate. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, in a small town, it's easy to pretend that you're close with everyone, but you can be very close to someone yet keep them at arm's length at the same time. Yeah, you not really realize it until you are in a moment of peril.
1: Um. And why does he keep walking by and cussing at the garden?
0: Because he was kicked out of that place for smoking. Oh. So it says eaves at the end. Oh, God. And so I think at yes, yes, yes. the very end, he just doesn't cuss and instead... doesn't dead. care anymore. Just kind of smiles. About that. Yeah. It's kind of a weird place. It's like really overgrown and...
1: Very weird. Yeah.
0: And if sprinklers go on. It's, it's a strange. it's in the
1: middle of the desert and there's like... ferns.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Huh. This is one that I'm going to have to chew on for a bit because... I feel like I was enjoying it so, so much in the beginning. And then the ending... I was still enjoying it, but I was just so anxious about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, you always walk out of a theater with your last impression. Mm-hmm. So my last impression was just stress. You know, I think this is one that some probably some people listening to it are going to go, I want to contribute. I This is what I saw the red thing as, or this is mm. what I... You know, and I could imagine people... Um, who were a little more attuned to those things, explaining it to me in a way where I suddenly can appreciate other things about the movie a lot more. I think I'm always going to be conflicted about the the material, but that's, you know, I I say that's a lot of reasons why I watch movies is Mm -hmm. I don't voluntarily think about these things. I definitely don't enjoy getting into deep conversations with people about Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I say these things, I specifically mean death (laughs) and dying, you know, so I don't voluntarily do that, but you know what? It's a thing and I need to face it just like everybody does. So hooray for, for movies for making us (laughs) go there and do that. Um, but it doesn't make me necessarily end this podcast happy. That's all right. Yep. So I guess I'm going to leave it at seven, but I, I still say that seven is a completely... It's me mm. just kind of like tossing out a number.
0: Mm. Seven is definitely a toss-out number.
1: It's a toss-out.
0: It's like, I know this is a good movie, but it's I don't know how I movie. feel about it.
1: Right. But I can't even tell you why right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. I, I feel the same I'm, in the sense that I'm sticking at my number, which is nine. Nice. And hey... uh Jill alluded to other people having feelings. If you're friends with us on Facebook or not, feel free to comment on this post when you see it on Facebook and give us your two cents about what you took away from the movie because I want to hear it.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot for this one especially. Yeah. Chime in.
0: All right, well, we're going to go inside.
1: We're going to go inside and smile and light up now. (laughs) All right, that's it.
0: Bye. Bye.